Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. Uh, Tony Pickenich, Tyler Dyes, Eric Johnson. We have the NFL franchise tag deadline today at 4 o'clock. We have passed it. Some names not getting tagged, surprisingly, especially Kenny Galladay up in Detroit being one of them. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about Rain Dakota Prescott, <laughs> who broke the bank Dude, Dak for the Dallas insane. Cowboys. Good for him. Four years, $164 million. <sighs> Finally got his money, huh? Yes, it is about time. I, I told you guys he would be getting his money. Listen, I thought he was going to be gone, but... <laughs> Cool. I thought he was going to move on to cool. bigger and better now, things. Now fix the defense, Jerry Jones. <laughs> and it's almost like I called it a couple of weeks ago, fellow listeners. Uh, Zeke is now on the block. Yeah, it, it, it seems like the next logical step. I, I Somehow, Dak Prescott's uh, cap hit this year is only $22 million, which is insane. But he's getting paid out, what is it, $75 million over the first two years? Yeah. It's a lot of money. Now, let me ask, let me ask you this. Do you guys like $694? A I, second. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Second. I would take that. Just give it to me. I'll work for you for three days. Give me $694. Right? Yeah. I make less than that in a week. Yeah. And this guy is making that a every second. second he plays. And it's a little cheap because they say 694 a second, but it's every second he's playing in a game. So when a game is going on, he's making $694 a second. <laughs> oh, on yes. Contract. So cheap. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, like Bill Gates makes a hundred dollars a second, or he makes so more than a hundred dollars a second, and it's not worth his time to turn around and bend over and pick up a hundred dollar bill if he drops it. Yeah, because that's how yeah. much money that man has. It's ridiculous. It's an insane amount that he's he's making. Yeah. So, but Dak is making a just ridiculous amount of money. It wasn't quite. Money. That's, that's forty one thousand six hundred forty dollars a minute, mm-hmm. which equals to. $2.5 million per game. You're, per just, you're just reading off the post I sent, aren't you? No, I did I did, I did. did work on my calculator. Why did you do math? Why wouldn't you just go to the post that I put so, in the group chat? The, the initial reaction from a lot of people was this was an overpayment, but at the end of the day, it's not because this is, other than the Mahomes contract, take the Mahomes contract completely out of the debate. Quarterbacks one up each other with their contract all always, the time. Always. There was a time where Matt Ryan was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It, Eli Manning is still the highest paid quarterback. The highest of all earning, time. yeah. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are going to beat this contract next year. That's yeah. just how it, it's how it works. And then if Lamar can stay on the same. No, place. even if he's got the MVP, yeah. that's enough to get the extension to get the AAV that Dak has, but. And then whoever's next after that is going to beat that. Yeah, he got a $66 million signing bonus and $75 million coming to him year one. Yeah. <laughs> so much money. $40 million a season. That is ridiculous. Good and Mahomes Dak, is what, $50 million glad he got his back. I mean, it, it's just it's the natural order of things. This was coming. It, it's If it wasn't think, coming from Dallas, it was coming from another team. That's the thing. Do you think we're going to see... Uh, cap eventually like and I don't mean like a a salary cap not like by the league I mean like a like a maximum where they're like all right we're not paying these quarterbacks anymore than like let's say we're not paying them over 50 million dollars right it's not like the league's gonna put that as long as the salary is gonna as long as the salary cap keeps going up and it's gonna be around 220 million dollars after the 2022 season or for the 2022 season right now it's around 185 they still don't have a set number 
as long as that goes up, quarterback salaries are going to go up. There's going to be a time, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a time where Justin Herbert's the high, highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I believe that. Herbert after after Allen and uh, Lamar get their money. So you think he's going to get more than Mahomes? Kyler, too. Kyler's going to get hit. Yeah, because at that point, the salary cap could potentially be at $300 million. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Quarterbacks aren't going to take these $40 million contracts anymore when you know the salary cap increases $120 million. They're going to want 50, 60. And that's why Mahomes' contract is so weird considering where the salary cap is now. I could see like making that deal a little bit down the line when the when you have the hard numbers out. But they made that way in advance just banking on that salary cap going up, which it's going to. Yeah. It always does in the NFL. It, it, it did this year. year deal, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it, Mahomes like is there forever. Be, yeah, so it's not like there's going to be this and the other thing. I also think, and I was telling Tony this yesterday, that I think that contract's going to be already um, broken. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The initial like, reaction like the initial reaction for some people, I know you were one of them, Eric, was that the contract's not that long. No, four, four years. It's see, not slow. That's what people keep saying, but how often <clears throat> in the NFL do we see a contract really beyond four years, especially at the quarterback position? Again, take Mahomes and what he just did out of it. Right, but you look at... It, I know. It's, it's the template a quarterback like Tom Brady set. You sign, even early in his career, you sign the four-year contract so he can re-up every four years because that's when the TV deals come out. That's mm-hmm. when they need to be renegotiated. The, the salary cap's always going up. It, it's, it's a smart play because let's say even Dak Prescott has a tremendous drop-off in his career, and by the time his contract is up when he's 31 years old, he's a bottom-half quarterback <laughs> in this league. Somebody's still going to pay him $20 million then. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, barring some crazy. Now let's say he keeps again. this trajectory, and let's say let's <coughs> say he wins a Super Bowl. He's going to be a fifty million dollar contract by then. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He signs another four year deal, and then he can re up when he's thirty five. That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, the length didn't surprise me. The, the number really did at first, but then if you think about it, you're like it's it's, it's just you going. look at the league and the way it's going, and like years ago. I agree with you. When you drafted a quarterback, it wasn't even if you drafted a high quarterback pick. Like let's say you drafted a quarterback in the second round, first round, yeah. whatever it was. That quarterback was not the okay. We're starting this quarterback. This yeah, is no, gonna be it was, our you're going to sit. It was good. You're going to sit for Eli a year sat. or two. Eli sat for eight games. He's yeah. number one overall pick. And so you look at stuff like that. Like quarterbacks have been getting younger and younger in the NFL alone. And then you go well. If I have a really good quarterback and he's only 24, 25, let's say, right? I want to lock him up until he's going to be used up and washed out. 37. Yeah. Like, even with Mahomes, he signed a, what, 10-year deal when he was 23? He added on to his contract and he got to 10 years. Yeah. So, he's going to be out by the time he's 33. That's still a... You're 33 years old. You can still sign another contract. Yeah, you can still sign another look one. At, and if look you're at still Aaron Rodgers. You're signing $25, $30 million contracts at age 38. Yeah, if you're still playing at that high level, you're going to get that money. Like, and if, It's it's a smart play for him. I, I don't think the surprise is that Dak got the contract because yeah. it was coming. Oh, yeah. I think the surprise is who he got it from. Dallas. And Jerry Jones, Jerry who Jones. likes to sit on his wallet. Cheap, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in, not. In, no, at strange, at strange times. I know, I know you're not, not. not. You kept saying that he was going to end up there, but no. if there was somebody who was going to be cheap in this scenario for no reason, it would have been Jerry Jones for some reason. Yeah. But he he shelled out the money. Good for him. Uh, good, good for, for Dak. Good for Dallas. 
Like that honestly, coming off yeah. an injury got that to happen? Yeah. Three straight years of being franchise tag? Imagine he, can't he didn't beat get hurt. <laughs> and Man. speaking of the franchise tag, we saw a couple people get tagged today. I think it was nine franchise tags. Yeah, uh, today was the 4 o'clock deadline, and there was some confusion there. Uh, a lot of NFL teams didn't know if the deadline was going to get moved because there still is no set number negotiated between the NFL and NFLPA for a salary cap this season. But all in all, 4 o'clock was the deadline, and nine players get tagged around the NFL. Uh, New Orleans Saints tag safety Marcus Williams. Which I don't get. I don't understand that either. He wasn't a prime salary. Uh, he wasn't a prime franchise tag candidate. And I'm surprised they used their franchise tag at all. They're going through some tremendous money problems in New Orleans. I know I played oh, with the... Oh, we, we were doing some research on New Orleans. I played with the they cap calculator up. earlier today. They're $46 million over the cap. Oh, no. And I found a way for them to get below that. But it's cutting Emmanuel Sanders. It's cutting... Uh, it's letting then, Quan Alexander walk. Norris Jenkins... And that's factoring in Drew Brees coming back. If he yeah, comes back, I, that's more body added on. No, game. no, I kept because Drew Brees is still in a contract, so I kept Drew Brees in on in that situation that it still works out. Because if he retires anyway, there's dead cap there anyway. But Taysom Hill would have to be gone for it to work. And I could see that. Mitch Winston. I've it, heard it's just an unnecessary thing New Orleans did. I don't think they needed the franchise tag. I was flipping through a, a Bleacher Report the other day, and they're thinking that New Orleans is going to go out and try to get Teddy Bridgewater. Which doesn't make any sense to me, because yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback. But they, they give co- Jameis a chance. They couldn't do it via trade. Yeah, they wouldn't be to. able to afford it. it. It would have to have Carolina cut him, mm-hmm. and unless they can, which if Carolina drafts a quarterback this year, I could see that. But I could see I could also see them keeping him around. As they apparently backup, tried to move him last week for Jimmy Garoppolo or two weeks ago. Now, now we. I told Tony this. There was one team being consistently linked to Alex Smith. Yeah, Jacksonville. Everybody yeah. thinks he's going to Jacksonville to be uh, the backup to, to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, backup Trevor Lawrence and mentor Teach Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. I mean, as long as you're going into the job with open eyes and understand. You understand what your role you is. You are coming it's here. It's like when Colt McCoy came to the Giants. He wasn't coming here to battle Daniel Jones for the spot. I know that's just a shitty scenario because both those quarterbacks are pretty shitty. But <laughs> that's just the comparison. Yeah. What if? What if Andy Dalton goes back to Cincinnati to back up Burrow? I think he'll stick around in Dallas. No, I wouldn't. He? And just take that cushy backup quarterback job. That's gonna look. That's gonna look so well for him after he's done retiring. He's like, you know, I was a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and then CBS is gonna go, oh, yeah, four year contract. Third, third essentially full year. Yeah. Uh, other tagged players around the league: Denver Broncos tag Justin Simmons. Yeah, I I get why too. Yeah, absolutely. Pro Bowl safety, uh, 96 tackles, five interceptions, and nine passes defended for Denver last season. Uh, he makes 11.196 projected under the tag in 2021. Uh, I, I, I would imagine both Simmons and Denver would like to get some kind of deal done here. Maybe not Denver. I know Simmons probably would because I know players hate playing under the tag. And Simmons felt he proved himself last season wants some kind of money probably a little bit north of that $11 million mark, and over time. He wants some kind of uh, stability there. Carolina Panthers tag tackle, tag tackle Taylor Moten. Um, I, I mean, I, I understand tagging offensive linemen. It's hard to get good offensive linemen in this league, but it's just never, it's never a sexy pick. Mm. For your franchise tag when you're tagging offensive linemen. 
Yeah, but you you got to keep what you need. And if you need no line, like he, everybody needs an offense. He's missed just six snaps over the past three seasons. He's played every offensive. He played every offensive snap last season, and in 2018, he's allowed just three sacks on 1,057 snaps. Yeah. He committed also one penalty last season. That's ridiculous. And the franchise tag for a tackle is just a little bit north of 14 million dollars. Uh, That's Jets, fair, New York Jets with a big tag, tagging uh, Marcus May. I know they had some negotiation issues with him there. A lot of Jets fans I know wanted to keep him around. I know Joe Douglas felt that as well. Um, Marcus May is starting to come into his own with the Jets. I think that's obvious. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I know Marcus May does want a contract. And whether or not Joe Douglas is willing to offer that long term is yet to be seen. I know there's going to be some negotiation. but Joe Douglas does like him. Do you, think, do you think the tag moves into the season? Do you think he plays under the tag this year? This year, yes. Yeah. If I were him, I'd want to. And uh, I'll explain it. If if you're any player on the Jets and you have the opportunity to take a one-year deal right now, take it. You need to see what they're going to do this offseason, which quarterback they're going to go forward with, and how this season plays out. If you see another... 2-14 and 14 or 3-13 and 13 season again, that would be, okay, abandon ship. Go I think it's different. Money. I think it's a little different when you're a defensive player young in your career like this. I could see if you're franchise tagged at like 30, 31 years old. That I could see. Or even Dak could, Prescott has been there for four years, for like five years. I could, also, I could also see the Jets going 3-13 and 13 or 4-12 and 12 and people saying, well, it's first year with new head coach, first year with new yeah. quarterback, learning curve. And if you're Marcus May, you're like, I had a really good season last year. Pay me. Yeah, if, if you're looking for money. But if you're looking for a championship and a team that's actually going to give you a chance to win and be good in this league and be a good team, you need to look at the steps the Jets make. And I am I would accept a 5-11 and 11 season. As progress? Stay. Yeah. So right I want to see, right. see the quarterback playing well. You know, rookie mistakes, fine. If he throws a couple interceptions, that's fine. If he... You know, he loses a couple games in high-pressure situations. That's fine. You know, rookie mistakes are fine. But if you're seeing this quarterback and he comes out and he looks like trash and the O-line still looks like garbage and the defense is still getting lit up. For like there's no significant again, step forward. And it's just the same team again verbatim that we've seen since 2014. I'm not staying. Sorry. We've been shitty yeah. for, you know, 15 years now. Fix it. But no, you won't. So, if if you are a young player and you know you're good and you know you could go out there and make money somewhere else, why not go get it and get on a better team? Six now, career interceptions, four forced fumbles for the 39th overall pick from the 2017 draft. Go ahead, Eric. Now, I, I do expect Juju Smith-Schuster to be a New York Jet, if that makes sense. I do think that's where he's going in free agency because um, I think they're going to give him the most money. And if yeah. they're still sick with Sam Darnold, there's USC right there. little connection. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see that because I think Allen Robinson was totally their number one option going into free agency here. That's who they wanted. It was no secret. But now Bears tagging Allen Robinson uh, definitely changes the wide receiver field in free agency. We'll get to Allen Robinson in a couple minutes. Let's go to New York Giants tagging Leonard Williams. And this this just upsets me. <laughs> you, you traded this man basically to have the first shot at his signing rights last season and you tag him. Now... You're already struggling with your salary cap if you're New York. K- 
Kevin Zeitler and Nate Solder look like they could potentially be on the way out, which does free out some cap room. If you don't get this Leonard Williams thing done by next Monday when the tampering, when the legal tampering window opens, you're going to lose Dalvin Tomlinson, who was his partner in crime there on the interior defensive line. Who also might not have money to sign Kenny Galladay, who has been linked to the Giants a lot. Yeah, well, I, that, that's fine. That I, that I would sacrifice. And I, I really like Dalvin Tomlinson. He's going to get money in free agency, and you're going to look at that and be like, like fans not in the New York Giants who don't know his name are going to be like, why do you get money? You'll see it. He's a run-stuffing tackle, and the Giants basically by franchise tagging Leonard Williams said we're not that focused on Dalvin Tomlinson, even though they have said they have been. What the if they're close weeks. to a deal? Now, and it's just they didn't need to franchise tag him because they're just going to. They him. can't make another move until this Leonard until free agency opens mm. because they need to, to sign Leonard Williams right now. They need to get under nineteen million. Yeah, and they don't have that right now. It, so it, other, it's a mess of a scenario. It's it, it is. Dave the Gettleman. other thing I've heard is that good. there's rumors that apparently during Gettleman's presser today or whatever, that saying that picking up Saquon's fifth year option is not a guarantee. Why? Which I, I think that's understandable to say. <clears throat> I mean, I know I you're not going to be able I, to that afford is, him. That's understandable saying it's not. Well, salary cap's going up next year. That They're going to be able to afford him. But I could understand that Saquon, uh, no secret, has had trouble staying healthy, coming off an ACL injury. Um, and Gallman was serviceable and, dare I say, good. Well, Gallman's going to be – Gallman's going to walk in free agency, unfortunately. It's because we're not going to pay him stupid money. When that we And we don't is. have the money. Yeah. The Giants do not have the money. Now, the Saquon situation is interesting because salary cap's going to go up. So odds are they're going to pick up the fifth-year option. But let's say Saquon Barkley walks out there and he gets injured again this season. I don't think that hurts Saquon's chances coming back for a fifth season with the New York Giants. It just might not be under the fifth-year option. You might see a situation like Mitchell Trubisky had. Yeah, where they don't where pick, they up, the pick option, up the option, but they pay him. And you can extend them yeah. if you want. Mm-hmm. I think Gettleman does pick up the fifth-year option. I, I, Gettleman might, might not even be able to get that opportunity. When do they have to submit fifth-year options? By August? I think it's like August or something. Okay, so if it's August, he's going to get that opportunity. But if it was like next January, I wouldn't know if he'd get that opportunity. <laughs> you think he's fired? I, I think this is his last year as the general manager of the New York Giants. But How many years has he had now? This is his fourth. Mm. And if Saquon's status is still questionable injury-wise come August... Then you have to start going, okay, is it worth picking up the fifth-year option? But I, I think any way they do it. I, it. It's a no-brainer most of the time to pick up your former first-round pick's fifth-year option, especially when it's a top-five pick. Gettleman has to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah. Now, the name that I have linked to the Giants a lot in free agency, I don't know if it's um, confirmed or not, but the name I've heard a lot is Curtis Samuel. Yeah, that's a cheaper option at wide receiver for New York, and, definitely. And he- and he's a Gettleman draft product. Yeah, him and Corey Davis have definitely been linked to the Giants. If they want to go, uh, if Pitts is there at 11, you go Pitts at 11 and then a wide receiver, or you go wide receiver at 11, wide receiver in free agency. This wide receiver free agency class, even without Chris Godwin, is nuts. Yeah. Juju, Galladay, I was going to say Robinson, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, Will Fuller, people are forgetting yeah. him. Will Fuller's going to get picked up. Yeah. Right away. But Will, Will Fowler, you also have to realize with the risk, first of all, A, major health issues. Yep. Quite a few. B, B, 
still suspended for the first couple of games of the year. Yeah. Now, with the Giants, there's, there's one or two routes for me to go, I believe at least. There were reports today that the Giants were linked to Joe Tooney, the guard from the New England Patriots, who did not receive the franchise tag today. Giants and Jets both interested in him. If you go Indeed. sign the offensive line yeah, route, that, that means you got to cut Kevin Zeitler, cut Nate Solder, and cut uh, Will Hernandez, who already looks like he's fallen out of favor with the Giants coaching staff. Well, he's he's older, right? Will Hernandez? Hernandez, Hernandez is like 24. Oh, he's a second-round pick a couple years ago out of UTEP. I remember, I remember sitting there watching the NFL draft thinking, oh, man, I wanted Hernandez to fall to Minnesota, and then now I see Giants games. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, good thing you did it. Um, so you take Joe Tooney and maybe after that you have money left over after, you know, your Leonard Williams contract is settled and you got all your cuts in, um, you sign Curtis Samuel and that would mean that's that's your free agency. That's it. So you got Tooney and Samuel and resigning Leonard Williams. And that means at 11, you would either go Kyle Pitts if he's there, tight end out of Florida. Although Joe Judge today said he's very committed to Evan Ingram for next season. Could be a smokescreen, don't know. Kyle Pitts I out of Florida. That. I honestly believe that. Because the way he was playing this season um, and the guys, fact that they kept playing him, yeah. I believe we got that. another second we, we got another secondary guy in the market. Malcolm Butler just got cut by the Titans. Really? Wow. Yeah. Real fall from Grace for Malcolm Butler from catching that interception to yeah. getting cut by the Titans. Well, he was well, good he the was... first year in Tennessee. So wait, real real quick finishing up with the Giants. Go ahead. Um, if you're going to do that, you take Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts isn't there. Perhaps you take a second wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, make that your future wide receiver. That's fine too. Or if you want to re- still commit to offensive line, you take another, ta- you take a tackle or a guard or something, or an edge rusher. I it's. I think you're seeing back to back wide receivers go off the board at six and seven. Yeah, so that, that would that's Philly and Detroit. So that you would have, probably have what Devonte Smith and Jamar Chase. I think, well, I could see Jamar Chase going somewhere else. I think Devonta Smith is going to be a Detroit Lion. Like, that seems like a Detroit pick, right? You're losing fan interest. You need a wide receiver from, you know, Alabama who just won the Heisman. Monday will determine. Monday will determine what the Giants do in the draft, and it'll be clear. If they don't take a wide receiver, they're looking at wide receiver at 11. If they don't sign a wide receiver, they're looking at wide receiver at 11. If they take, if they sign a Curtis Samuel or Corey Davis, a cheaper. You're, you're definitely you're tiered down on the wide receiver market. You're looking at more like a Kyle Pitts. Uh, what's that? Is that Rousseau out of Miami? Yeah, Gregory Rousseau. Or a lineman. If they take Tooney, maybe you take the lineman off the board, but you still have edge rusher there. It, it, whatever happens for the Giants money is going to determine what happens in April. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers tagging Chris Godwin. Of course. Man, I wanted him to be a New York Giant. Yeah, but I saw that yeah, coming from a mile away. No oh. way. It was it was either Buccaneers or Colts. It's Buccaneers. Yeah, and he would have done he would have fit in so nicely on the Indianapolis Colts too. <laughs> no, I'm happy. I'm happy with Yeah, it, it's nice to see uh him sticking around, but that's not even really that's not even the biggest news out of Tampa Bay today, I would say. Levante David signs his two year extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers worth twenty five million dollars. Well, well done. And Gerald McCoy congratulated him saying he's back. I also expect Gerald McCoy to be back in Tampa Bay. On a vet minimum? Yes. Yeah, so do I. Uh, Levante David was one of those guys I thought might have been a cap casualty because there's a lot of pieces they got to keep around in Tampa Bay if they want to repeat uh, next season. But it, it's that's a big piece to keep around that defense. 
Um, Washington. And they also want to re-sign Shaq Barrett long-term. That's going to be tougher. Uh, I, I really thought it was going to be one of the two. I thought perhaps both of them could even be gone, but it's one of the two. I think I think it's just Levante David. Uh, cutting Malcolm Butler, the Titans saved ten million dollars against the salary cap. That's a no. Wow. That's a no-brainer, though. Not no knock on Malcolm Butler. If you have the opportunity to free up that much cap space on a player you fear you feel is declining, you take that. Now that is a guy I want in purple and gold. Well, to be fair, I would Malcolm, like to see him on the other side of James Bradbury. Malcolm Butler did that one thing and then kind yeah, of just... he got paid. <laughs> in Tennessee, and he's, he was a serviceable cornerback. He was a pro bowler. He, he, was pro never, bowler. he was never bad. No. He just came out of nowhere, did that thing. His contract's going to be significantly less on whatever team he goes to next. Listen, I have no problem watching him on the opposite side of James Bradbury in the Giants defense. I have no problem with that it whatsoever. Five, it was a five-year, $61 million deal. Which, at the time, I think everybody stepped back and went, ooh, okay. And now it's like, <laughs> all right. I understand what Tennessee did there, though. I understand why they made the move at the time. Washington tags their former first-round pick, Brandon Scherf. I love Brandon Scherf. As a, yeah. I am big into some offensive linemen. This is one of the offensive linemen I'm into. This man, I wish, was a New York Giant. <laughs> he is so solid. He'll be making just over $18 million, uh, $18 million on the tag in 2021. He was actually tagged last season by Washington, where he made $15 million. Washington just won't pay this no, guy. Just keep going back and forth. He was a first-team All-Pro. First Washington player to do that since 1996. When you get franchise tagged, you can either play for the team or not play, right? Yeah, you don't have to sign the franchise tag. Now, the NFL does it that you franchise tag a player, mm-hmm. you have until July 15th to sign a long-term contract, and then after that, the player has to sign the franchise tag. Now, the player cannot sign the franchise tag and hold out the season, which usually doesn't happen. The team can rescind the franchise tag, which I've only seen I've happen. I've seen that. I've only seen that happen once. That happened on Dak, didn't it? No, it happened on or Josh Norman I in Carolina. Dak no, Dak played. Dak played. Dak played under the franchise tag the oh, last okay. three seasons. Josh Norman was funny because Josh Norman franchise tag by Carolina. There's the whole holdout the whole summer, and then Josh Norman's like, "You know what? I might sign the franchise tag." Carolina went no. <laughs> rescinded it and he signed with Washington and then he's like and he called he was either the owner or the GM for Carolina he's like listen I'll play I'll sign a contract to play he's like no Mr. Chance buddy uh, Jacksonville tags another lineman uh, Cam Robinson tackle tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars um, started all 16 games for Jacksonville this season but it's a bit of a surprise I wouldn't say he's in your upper echelon of tackles, making 14-5 this year under the franchise tag, well, former second-round pick. Trevor Lawrence going to need some protection, right? Yeah, and that yeah, basically locks him in. I was about to say. I, this, is one of the, this is one of the rare franchise tags. I don't see it going toward a extension. You know? I think he plays this year under the franchise tag with very little negotiation in the offseason. It's just perhaps some familiarity on the offensive line. That's why you franchise tag Cam Robinson. Well, what, what Jacksonville needs to do is look at Cincinnati as a warning shot and what happened to With Joe, Joe Burrow. And that injury. Don't that he, let this happen to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's basically, you know, you get all these all these rookie quarterbacks, like I was saying, they're yeah. playing younger and younger. 
But what teams are doing is they're getting really high draft picks, taking the top guy, and then sticking him out there with a horrible line, an awful receiving core, and a piss-poor defense and expecting them to win games. And then like, Joe Burrow's knee just, just obliterates Because he's doing Chase everything he possibly can to make this a good team. And he was doing a good job. Like, he looked great out there. Cincinnati was in a lot of those games late yeah. because of his play. And... Then their he defense gets wasn't doing him any favors either. Effort. They, could have, like, they could have beaten Washington. Yeah, they could have. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, well, things happen. Yeah, but it, I, I just, I don't agree with the idea of we draft a quarterback now and then build the team around him. I think you should stick with a shitty old quarterback who's gonna lose a lot of games. Sure. So you want to put the team around him first? Yes, you want to try to do that. I want a line build and I want a receiving That's quarterback. harder because usually if you have even like the bare bones of a team around them, you're not going to get the high enough draft pick to take that also, quarterback. Also, Jacksonville started Mike Glennon. That's facts. This is true. <laughs> and I love Mike Glennon. Jacksonville but, tanked. But also, they tanked, but they're also not a good team anyway. They beat the Colts and then said, bet. And then dip. Listen, uh, there is some promise on Jacksonville. I do like their young wide receivers. I like DJ Chark. I like Conley. I like um, Chark is really good. I like Lavisca Chenault. There's some young pieces on defense that I like. I still like Josh Allen on the defense. Um, but other than that, I like James Robinson. I like James Robinson a lot too. Thousand yard rusher this season. I just think that there should be more first over, like would, not first overall, but first round lineman picks. From some of these would, really terrible teams, I would also predict. Sorry. I would also predict that you see a lot of offensive upgrades in Jacksonville. Yeah, I would too. And going on what you just said, you like the first round linemen. There's a problem with that. There's so many a linemen. Yeah, there's, and there's so never many. A guarantee on yeah, the that and you yeah. can find starting caliber linemen in the second, third, the fourth third round. round. And a lot of teams go into that. Unless there's a clear cut lineman, you're Penny Sewell's in this draft. Yeah. You're thinking I can get a starting caliber lineman in the second, third round. Why wouldn't I try to take a skill position here at at like let's yeah. say let's say you're at 15. That's true. Like if you're picking between let's say let's say you're the Giants at 11 and you're picking between Devonta Smith or a lineman. You're taking Devonta you're taking Smith. Devonta Smith because he's the weapon. You're going. Yeah. I can just pick up a lineman. I have a top 10 pick in the second round. I can just free do it that agency. way. Yeah. Or free agency. Yeah. And I just I don't I don't think that. The idea of, oh, let's go get our savior, and then he's going to save our team. Like, because of these couple quarterbacks that have come out, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes is a different scenario. They yeah. fell into their lap. They traded up and got him. Yeah, didn't even Andrew, him. Luck, Andrew Luck was going to be the savior in Indianapolis. He was. And he was for a brief period of time. And then that all. But you look at these players and these quarterbacks who get onto a team who was kind of shitty before and then this quarterback comes in, it's like, oh my god, what an improvement. But it's because like people forget who was quarterback before that and who was playing like dog shit before that, and that's the reason the team was doing bad. I'm a fan of getting the quarterback before the line and the pieces. But here's how yes. I would do it. I would draft the quarterback, the quarterback the high. Toughest, the quarterback's the toughest to get. Yeah. You don't know when that's going to come up. Because sure. if you say we're going to put this off till next year, there might not be anybody there. I'm going to hit and you, you with the Tom know Brady when defense. You, you will also somebody. know when you need a quarterback. <laughs> the soon-to-be, the Dak Prescott defense also, fourth-round pick. Yeah. But let's say... Tom Brady's better. He went, like, what, the sixth round? Let, let's put it Let's put it. Giants' perspective. Okay. There's, there's an easy example here. They went skill position first. 
Yeah. They drafted Saquon Barkley when they clearly needed a quarterback. Yep. And they got stuck with Daniel Jones the next year. Yeah. They passed up on your Josh Allens. Mm. <laughs> and they took Saquon Barkley. They took Saquon instead. If you take – I'm a fan of taking passed. the quarterback first and having they him sit. They also passed up on Lamar. Having also them pass sit is a good point, Having too. them sit because you, you're still not good, but players will still come to play with that quarterback, that yep. young quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have him sit 12 games, so you're still potentially put – unless he sets the world on fire in training camp and everything, yeah. and he's a Justin Herbert or something mm-hmm. in his rookie year. You have him sit, get a high draft pick next year, and then you could take the pieces to build around him. And then if you have a quarterback, a high-drafted quarterback, it's going to attract free agents as well. People will come to play with him. Yeah, no, that's Now, a good you guess. can't get free agents. You can't go out and get a Kenny Galladay if you're a team and you say, hey, we're drafting a quarterback next year. He's going to be like, okay. Yeah. Then I'm not coming. Then I'm not coming. Right. I don't know I don't know what's going to happen this year in my career. I might not be able to play next year. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good point. It, it's just with the way the league is going now, you get a quarterback, he's playing. Like, if you're drafting a quarterback high and you don't play him the next year, fans are going to be pissed. Yeah. Which makes no that's sense to me. Home. Patrick Mahomes sat the entire year. Yeah, good. But we didn't notice it because Alex Smith was still going like yeah, ten he and was six. Good. But mm-hmm. it doesn't stuff like that. That situation's very rare. Yeah, it's you're far to Rogers. Jordan you're, Love yeah. didn't play. Jordan Love didn't play a single game. No, and that can happen when you have Aaron Rodgers no, starting. No. All right, let's go to the last franchise tag we did not talk about, and we're talking about wide receivers who don't know who will be throwing to them. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Franchise tagged by the Chicago Bears, a prime candidate, very high on a lot of teams, free agency boards entering the March 15th period, will be sticking around in Chicago under the franchise tag. I think he gets extended there. Yeah. I don't think he plays this year under the tag. Man said pay me, and he got tagged. And I think he will get paid. Yeah. He's a very good wide receiver. I don't think they they still have... so many other problems. They, they still need to figure, figure out the quarterback, quarterback position. Because Mitch is not... He's not the long-term solution. Probably not. And he's we all MVP. know that. But he's good enough for the short term that you can wait on him, and then but when the time is right... But he's also good enough to take you out of any kind of good quarterback drafting position. Yeah. That's the thing. That's true. And this year, where do the Bears pick? 20? 19. 19? There's not going to be. There's not going to be. Mac Jones will be gone by then. Trey Lance Mac Jones. That'd be the guy I would take if I'm Chicago. Apparently, a lot of these Alabama players that play with both Tua and Mac are saying Mac Jones. Are saying Mac's better, which is extremely interesting to me. Because dude, that first game between Tua and Mac Jones is going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. I can't wait. And it's going to be really weird because. You think about it, Tua was this highly touted guy coming out of Alabama, like, oh, one of the best Alabama quarterbacks in a while. In a perfect world, straight, only because of PR from an NFL perspective and how cool it would be, this would never, ever happen. I would want the Jets to take Mac Jones at two. Right. I would want the Dolphins to take Jalen Waddell at three. And I would want Devonta Smith to fall to the Jets way down deep in the draft. (laughs) So then week one, you could have... Tua and Waddle versus Mac and Smith. <laughs> and see unless, who's better. Unless you do this, unless the Jets take Devonta Smith and New England takes Mac Jones. I, dude, I want Mac Jones to be in the AFC East. <laughs> you want him playing Tua? Mm-hmm. Mm. I want it bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, no wide receivers I'm going a, to I'm him. a big Tua guy. I'm still convinced the Jets are going to trade. Back? Not tr- uh, I think they, they take Zach Wilson. They might trade back if they don't get Deshaun Watson. I'm fairly yeah, certain they take Zach Wilson. But if they can get Deshaun Watson, that two is going to Houston. Houston's just going to pick something. They'll I probably think, take a quarterback. I think Joe Douglas is shifting into draft mode, and I think he would rather have, well, you know, Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback, but you yeah. don't even with Deshaun Watson, you don't know when you're going to be able to compete if you're the Jets. Mm, Deshaun's been doing a pretty good I job understand. on a pretty shitty team. In I Houston. understand. I understand. But and in the, you look at the Jets, the offensive line still isn't there. Yep. The skill positions still really aren't there, though. You can get they one, have a couple. You can get one younger in players. free agency. Now you could get the young quarterback, the young line through the draft. And your young skill positions, and you know what they are? Cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper. And then, let's say you get a wide receiver quarterback line, and they all do well. You have money to go out and get a big-time free agent to just bring everything together, and you're ready to go in two, three years. That is Important. great, but it's the Jets. The Jets also have a later first-round pick. Yeah, I know. I know. Travis Etienne, come on down. Yeah, I, I think I think Travis Etienne will end up being a New York Jet. Uh, he he! It makes too much sense there. If they wanted to go line at twenty six or twenty two, wherever it is, I could totally see that too. There are definitely a team starting for offensive line. Offensive, they ha- defense is. They bad. haven't had a big time running back since what, Matt Forte. Hey, Le'Veon Bell. Oh right, I will not stand. They there. haven't had a big time running back who does well. Don't even mention Frank Gore. <laughs> I was about to say, I do not stand for Frank Gore slander. They haven't had a big-time, true <laughs> number one running back since Matt Forte. Hey, Frank Gore. Because whatever aspirations Le'Veon Bell had going to New York, they I mean, let's, did not let's look, at the, let's look at the names here. Le'Veon Bell, Matt Forte, Chris Ivory. Chris, don't, I don't, Chris I don't, Ivory. I don't, I hate, hey, hey, I don't stand any Chris Ivory slander. That man was legit <laughs> as a New York Jet. Oh, but talking shit about Frank Gore. No, listen, okay. I, listen, I'm all for Frank Gore too, but he's not, <laughs> you're not winning anything with Frank Gore just starting running back. Yeah. Who's that guy that had McKnight? Remember McKnight? May he rest in peace. He's dead? Yeah, he's dead. I had no idea. How'd he die? He got shot. Oh, oh man, man. That's he was good thing. too. That's when the Jets had like three running backs that like weren't great, but they no, were all my, like solid number two. Yeah, for the Jets was Sean Green. Sean Green had the perfect name. I've had a Chad Pennington jersey like my. Well, he was life. a quarterback. I know. I'm not talking running. Is Bilal Powell still there? I know he, he had the, he had the neck injury. I know that. Because he was a Jet forever, it felt like. Yeah, he was a Jet for a long time. And he was supposed to back up Le'Veon Bell when Le'Veon Bell first got there. Big Bilal Powell guy, by the way. Huge Bilal Powell guy. (laughs) That man, if you needed two yards... That man was Frank Gore just without the flashy thousand-yard seasons early in his career. If you needed two yards, Bilal Powell was getting that two yards. Absolutely. I can't believe McKnight's dead. Jeez. Had no idea. I want the Giants to be better in the worst way. I yeah, do. I want the Jets to be better in the worst way. No, you want the I'd, Vikings. I'd like, to, I'd like to see the Jets do better. Joe McKnight has been Joe McKnight's been dead since December first, twenty sixteen. Wow. Whoa. Wow. See, Lewis Nix died a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Former New York Giant. I love Lewis Nix. He's big man in the middle. Went to Notre Dame. I mean, not everybody's perfect, but hey. 
big New York. I love here. I love Lewis Nix <laughs> when he was a Notre Dame slander that you always throw. They beat Clemson, all right? They did it. They did that without thing. Trevor Lawrence. You did that. They did that thing you wanted them to do. They did it. Yeah, I said that, and then Trevor Lawrence got COVID. <laughs> that, that's neither here nor there. We played each other in the semifinals, and Notre Dame got the literal piss beat out. Shit rocked yeah, is whatever. the terminology. <laughs> they still beat him. <laughs> Not when it mattered. Hey, yo, Notre Dame, win this playoff game. No. <laughs> hey, man, Notre Dame had a uh, – oh, what the fuck was that kid's name? The small kid who couldn't play football. Rudy? Rudy. They had Rudy. Okay. <laughs> That's all they All need. right, let's end this show with some Kenny Galladay talk because he is now the biggest wide receiver on the market now that Allen Robinson got tagged. Kenny Galladay is surprisingly not franchise tagged by the Detroit Lions, and I'm going to chalk that up with it, it, Detroit. It's usually what they do. Where does Kenny Galladay end up? Eric, I'll start with you. You know where I'm saying. New England I'm Patriots. New England Patriots, yes. They have their most cap space right now in football. Uh, their number one wide receiver right now is... Um, Har- Nikhil Harry? I don't even know if that... We go in Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers. I like Jacoby Myers as a slot receiver, though. Oh, what about Julian Edelman? Yeah, I was about to say, you guys are just shitting Edel- on Julian Edelman. Well, Edelman's been hurt, and this year was not a great year for Edelman. No, Edelman not at all. didn't really have a good quarterback. No. So, I think <laughs> like, that he's going to, I think he's going to the New England Patriots, runner-up. Can you mentioned earlier... Jacksonville Jaguars. As much as I would love for him to be a New York Giant, and I would love for him to be a New York Giant, <laughs> he's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. That is who Trevor Lawrence is going to be thrown to his rookie year. And he's going to... Good for Lawrence. He's going to fit that offense nicely. You got Kenny Galladay on one side, Chanel on the other, DJ Chark in the slot. I like those weapons for a very young Trevor Lawrence coming and into this And they're on Hunter Henry. I love that option at tight end for them, too. What, what, is, what is the Chargers doing? What are the Chargers doing? I don't know. I texted you that, and you were like, oh, well, I don't know. I like Donald Parham as much as the next guy. Hunter Henry is leaps and bounds better than him. We're going to have to see what the Chargers are next year. Because with a new head Did coach... Did they just got rid of Justin Herbert's favorite target? Yeah, I know. But with, um, a, new, with a new head coach, you'd think it, it'll get better. Because their so. last head coach was... Anthony Lynn lost them like five games yeah, on his own Yeah, he was piss poor game stupid management. clock management. Also, I want to throw this out there. Aaron Jones... He's going to be a great Miami Dolphin. I can't believe the Packers did not tag Aaron Jones. They're doing everything they can to make it so that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anyone to throw to. It's not even like it would have been a financial problem. They have – it would have been a $9 million tag. Yep. And Jabal Williams is a free agent too. It's A.J. Dillon season. A.J. Dillon time. A.J. Dillon's bigger than I thought. Gives me big Eddie Lacy vibes. Ooh. Could get there. Don't know. Love that. You're a fan of that? I remember when Eddie Lacy did that. Eddie Lacy gets what was it injured or was the, did the season just end? Season ended. It was a training camp. Coming to the training camp, he was heavy. He was 50 pounds heavier than when he left. Mike McCarthy's there, like, are you kidding? <laughs> he went. I'm and then not he tried to play. And then he tried to play. He was not good. No, it didn't work. Eddie Lacy was not so, good. I also want to give more credit to the Patriots. It feels like I'm just giving so much credit to the Patriots. Uh, Trent Brown. I got Trump Brown back. You giving credit to the Patriots, or are you just yelling at the Las Vegas Raiders like their whole fan base is right now? <laughs> you give Trent Brown that mega deal last offseason, you go. And they send him back to New it. England. I'm telling you, Bel- uh, but Belichick's smart. They got a ton of cap space. Watch out for them. They're coming. What number They're pick back. do they have this year? 15. 15. Mm. 
Can they and draft yet, a quarterback? They can no, trade up for Mac and Jones. They have no. Well, they don't. They might not have to. If you want to make trade capital, trade up. See if Justin Fields is available, like seven or eight. Oh. That would say Detroit has to trade out of their wide receiver spot. The Jets will trade back, but they're not trading with the. I don't think the Jets Pats. trade. No. Trade. You think you know who could though? Too? Know who could? Philly. I can see Philly doing that. Just gathering assets. I mean, Hugh Laurie said he wants to build around Jalen Hurts this yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big sense. statement. Makes sense. That's it's a big statement. Come a long way from rumors a couple weeks ago where they could take a quarterback at six. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Tony getting the owner of the Eagles confused with Dr. Gregory House is an all timer. <laughs> what is his name? Jeffrey Laurie. Jeffrey Laurie. I said Hugh Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Laurie is great. great I'll eat actor. that. That's fine. I'll eat that one. It's fine. That happens. I, I, it's, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like, where did I know that if Hugh Laurie? I, uh, I couldn't think of, uh, it's who's, who's their, is that their owner? That's their owner, yeah. No, wait, is his name Jeffrey Laurie? Yeah, I said Jeffrey Laurie. Did you? Yeah, you said Hugh Laurie. I said Hugh Laurie. I thought he gave me he another said, name. Also, did you no. know that he's, like, Australian? Yeah, you didn't? I didn't know that until I was watching an interview with him. Like, I watched that all through my childhood house. You didn't know that? As a kid, no. I just, all I knew him from was house. Oh, because I've see seen him, him in other else. stuff no. where he speaks with the accent. Yeah, I'd only ever seen him in really? house. Really? Only ever. So when he's I was, like... He's an episode like, of Friends where he spoke with the accent. It's weird. I was, like, 16. I'm watching an interview, and he's like, Roy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, Roy. Wait a minute. <laughs> was like, in Black Catter. We're going to build around Jalen Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Hugh. Well, I'm now starting a petition to have Hugh Lowry become the owner of the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. It's kind of something that needs to happen. Uh, by the or, way, or just back on ES- hockey's back on ESPN, boys. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't know how they're going to cover that. <laughs> they hate it. Max Kellerman's like, who's watching hockey? Well... <laughs> Your viewers are now Max Kellerman. Now, let's be honest. the The NHL tried to give them, uh, tried to charge them too much money, and then they told them to go fuck themselves. No, dude, they didn't even give ESPN the chance to. They didn't give them a chance. No, I thought they had a chance, and they just it, offered like way too much. ESPN and NHL's deal was up, <laughs> and NHL went, "We'll we'll negotiate in like two three weeks." And ESPN, okay, that's fine. And then by the time they went back to negotiate, the NHL had already signed a deal with NBC. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the biggest TV contract the NHL's had. Yeah. And to have it on two big networks like NBC and ESPN is going to be huge for the game. Oh, it's going to be great. You're going to be making so much money. Think about... Salary cap. Yeah, salary cap's going to go through the roof. TV it's going to be great. Deals. And now that more channels have it, more channels might want it. NHL on ESPN2 is going to be a great, because they're going to put the NBA on ESPN1. Obviously. NHL on ESPN2 is going to be fantastic. I mean, I'm, here for, I'm here for John Butchergross calling games. Yeah. And hell, you know how the NFL has been doing stuff with Nickelodeon? Because well, they have CBS. the contract with CBS. Now they can do stuff with Disney. Because ESPN is yeah, owned by Disney. Not happen, though. Why not? You could see a Disney uh, Channel fucking NHL game. I think a big thing with this whole deal is uh, Maybe uh, the NHL was way? turned off by, uh, what did you say? Maybe the Mighty Ducks come back? Mighty Ducks already come back. No, 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 no. no, no. Renaming the, the Anaheim Ducks, yeah. the, Ana- the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. The real Mighty Ducks. I, I think the NHL was up- turned off a lot from NBC by them wanting to go full Peacock. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But... 
ESPN Plus, the NHL is already basically has a deal with ESPN Plus once uh, all those Fox networks got bought up. So, and they're going to be on ESPN Plus. They're going to be on ESPN. The Stanley Cup Final might be on ABC. The thing, the thing that I don't, yeah. that I don't. Al Michaels. See. Oh no, he works for NBC. Why did I think he worked for ABC? He should definitely do hockey games. He should Before he retires, he should do one last hockey game. He yeah. used to do the Stanley Cup Finals. He did the Miracle on Ice. Yes, he, he should did. do one last hockey game. He's getting... He's I'm trying getting to think there. of who ESPN has uh, really like his announcer. I mean, Gary Thorne obviously was great, but I feel like he's going to be moving into semi-retirement. He did some Kings games last season, but I don't think... It, I don't think yeah, but how hard is ESPN. it to do a couple games? That's a, that's a decent amount of travel. Doc retired. Gary Thorne's older than Doc. Yeah, I'm just happy they're back on a big network because NBC Sports Network's fine, but it's not. It's not big. It's not the worldwide leader in sports. Mm-mm. ESPN. It's good to see. It's good to see the yeah, NHL. Listen, it's growth. Yeah, listen, it's growth. Oh boy! Holy echo! Holy echo! Oh no! Eric, you want to mute yourself there for a second? Awesome. <laughs> we are finishing this episode so solidly with me. And the Eagles owner. And <laughs> but hey, I he think. Totally should be the owner of the Philadelphia. He doesn't Eagles. need to be the owner. He just needs to give the announcements. No, he needs to be the owner. Like, just a part owner. Okay. Not full. Like, you can buy like 1%. Like, for all well, I can. like Kevin Durant is of the soccer team. Yeah. Both those examples. Like, like- <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's going to wrap this episode. Uh,. We are finishing Goat by Number on Friday. We're also going to do a little bit of a free agency preview on Friday. NFL free agency, their legal tampering window opens up Monday with full free agency opening on Wednesday no the 17th. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. What is hell. legal tampering? It's just free agency. Yeah. Free agency opens Friday. So we just can't sign w- Well, Monday. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying you can legally tamper with... No, legally tampering starts Monday. Oh, Monday, okay. Free agency technically begins. The new league year technically begins on St. Patrick's Day next Wednesday. Yeah, that's... Stupid. Monday is the actual free agent. So we will see you Friday for the episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.